And I'm not going to lie to you. That time period of Motion.io was really stressful because we had been working on the assumption that we were building this project management tool all along. And then within a matter of weeks, we were like, this isn't working. We have to scrap not only the tool that we had built, but all of our assumptions about the things that we thought creative businesses like web designers, marketing agencies, graphic designers needed to run projects. And I'm sure anybody who has done a pivot or a new iteration of their business can agree. Like, it's hard. There are so many doubts that you have because in some ways you're still so tied to the ideas of the past and the initial version of what you thought your business or your product or your services were that leaping over that mental hurdle is incredibly tough. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome back to Designing Growth. How's everybody out there doing this week? How's your business? How's life? How's family? How are you living? As for me, it has been a super, super exciting week, and I'm actually recording this episode solo, first time that I've done that since episode 32 of Designing Growth. That was a ways back where I was talking about my marketing tech stack, and this time I'm recording this solo episode to give you some really cool updates about Motion.io and also get into a little bit about like, hey, what does Sam actually do? Is he just this podcast host that sometimes pops up on social media? Or is he like actually doing things there? So I will tell you about that. But first, I want to explain why we didn't release an episode last week. When I started this podcast, my goal was to be very consistent with it, to release episodes every single week. Typically, I like to batch these episodes out, record a couple at a time, but we have just been honestly in a dead out sprint for like the last month here. And last week, it totally caught up with me because there were a lot of big things that we needed to do aside from recording content to support the full release of Motion.io's customizable client portal software. There was a ton of blood, sweat, and tears that went into getting to the point where we were ready to release the full version of our product. With this release, we finally have an end in sight to our early access period. We've been in early access now for well over a year, and Motion.io has been totally free to use at this time. The long story not so short of why this happened is basically when we launched Motion.io, we had a totally different picture of what the product would end up like when we had a quote unquote full version of it that we were ready to have people using and ultimately have people start to pay for. After we initially launched Motion.io as a project management tool in late 2022, we found that it really missed the mark in a couple of ways. And the biggest problem was it was project management software. We quickly found out when people started using it that they didn't really want to switch from the project management software they were using, whether that was Asana, Notion, Trello. They didn't want to move from that to a new tool because it would disrupt their entire workflow, all of these systems that they had built internally. And switching away from that was just a huge lift for people. Even if they weren't using the project management aspects, the businesses that we invited to try out our initial version were using our request tool that had a very simple concept of create this thing for a client to do. They can do it right in motion.io. When we saw people using that, but not using the rest of the product, we said basically, okay, it is time to burn this thing to the ground and rebuild it to focus on first delivering value where people were already getting value from the product. And then second, to do more than just the one or two types of requests we had in that time. I believe when we had launched that version, 
Really the only thing that you could do with motion.io is have clients complete a to-do list as well as use our visual feedback tool, which is still a part of motion.io today to annotate images and have clients pin comments on images and respond to them. And I'm not gonna lie to you, that time period of motion.io was really stressful because we had been working on the assumption that we were building this project management tool all along. And then within a matter of weeks, we were like, this isn't working. We have to scrap not only the tool that we had built, but all of our assumptions about the things that we thought creative businesses like web designers, marketing agencies, graphic designers needed to run projects. And I'm sure anybody who has done a pivot or a new iteration of their business can agree. Like, it's hard. There are so many doubts that you have because in some ways you're still so tied to the ideas of the past and the initial version of what you thought your business or your product or your services were that leaping over that mental hurdle is incredibly tough. Thankfully, I am surrounded by two of the best people I've ever worked with in my life. My co-founders, Perry and Zach, we were all there in it together. And we all got to this place that we were ready to pivot and we were ready to go in a new direction with Motion.io. From there, we moved super quickly. We built the next iteration of Motion.io. While it didn't have the full suite of features and functionality that Motion.io does now, the two that it did have are core to Motion.io's functionality today. With this next iteration of the product, we really wanted to double down on the things that businesses told us they needed help with the most. And project management wasn't one of those things. What they did need help with was doing things like getting clients to complete onboarding forms, getting clear and actionable feedback from clients without having to beg them or teach them how to use some complicated tool, as well as collecting files, content, and documents during projects. But the number one thing these businesses said is that the reason why all of these individual things were problems within their business is that they had to constantly follow up, track, and manage all of these types of requests that they would make to clients. So with this next version of Motion.io we released, we included four different types of tasks businesses could use and request things from clients in just a couple of clicks. The tasks that were a part of this version of Motion.io are still a core part of the product today. You can do things like assign a to-do list for a client, or send a client a form, request files or documents from a client, and use that visual feedback tool that we had originally developed for the first version of Motion.io. So clients can pin comments to things like website mockups and wireframes and know exactly what you're talking about. We heard some really good things about this next version. People liked how simple it was to create tasks for clients and how easy intuitive it was for them to do things like upload files or provide feedback on a mockup. Despite a positive response from users about this next version of Motion.io, hearing what excited them the most came as a complete surprise to us. Again and again, we kept hearing that people loved the simple client portals Motion.io generated for clients to view and complete tasks that were assigned to them. We included this as a feature originally. It was kind of like a nice little bonus in addition to users having the ability to assign client tasks and set automatic follow-ups and reminders. We honestly didn't even think of Motion.io at this point as client portal software. We kept playing around with names like request management tools or file collection. And while we didn't know it really at that time, none of them felt quite right. What I learned from going through this experience is that when people are telling you specific things that they, number one, like about what you have already, and number two, 
need so they can use it within their business. You should listen to those things. When people tell you things they like about what you are doing right now, double down on those things. Focus on those things. Maybe that means you're able to automate parts of a service and offer it at a lower price. Maybe it means you can roll that into some other package or expand that offering to do more on top of what you're already doing. The second part of this is that if people are asking you for more on top of those things that you're already doing, those can be powerful growth opportunities and they can lead you to new directions, new services, new products, new features. They're going to help you rapidly scale your business and get you to that end destination. Whether your goal is a more sustainable and scalable business, whether it's to pay yourself a better salary, whether it's to build a business that can eventually be acquired or sold one day, listening to the people that you work with, especially when they're asking you to do something more or provide something else for them, is a really powerful indicator. So to tie all of this together, when we heard that people liked these client portals, we asked why, you know, what do you like about them? And they said a couple things. The first was that they liked these portals required virtually no setup. If they created a project and assigned tasks to a client as a part of that project, the portal was already set up for them. It was there, it was ready, it was good to go. The next thing they liked is that it was really intuitive, meaning businesses wouldn't have to coach clients through using this software as they'd been required to do so many times with things like other client portal solutions or even doing things like inviting their client into their project management software. The final thing that we heard from users when we asked them to tell us what they liked about Motion.io's client portals were that they were loginless. And this is a big thing in Motion.io today. When you invite a client to one of your portals, they get a link and in a single click, they can access that. They don't have to create an account. They don't have to log in. Well, hearing how much people who tried out this next version of Motion.io loved the client portal functionality, at this point, we still weren't ready to go 100% all in and become client portal software. And this is where the second part of that lesson that I mentioned about listening to your users comes in. Because the very next thing we asked was, okay, you like this part of it, what else do you need? And the things that these business owners told us are exactly what is in the full version of Motion.io that we just released. I won't spend too much time on the details, but some of the cool features that we've added are first off custom tabs. So within your client portals, instead of just having a list of tasks for clients to complete, you can do things like embed videos, add resources or a welcome guide. In addition to being able to embed any other software that you're using directly within your Motion.io client portals. And the reason why we ended up adding these custom tabs to the product is because as soon as people started using Motion.io, they quickly asked, well, how do I embed my Calendly calendar? Or how do I add a Google Slides presentation to a client portal so a client can see that? Or how do I even connect tools like Dubsado so a client can complete my Dubsado proposal, payment, and contract without having to leave their Motion.io client portal? At the time, we didn't have a good answer for that, but we put our heads together and these custom tabs that exist within Motion.io have ended up being a game-changing solution that we're very excited made the cut into this full release version of the product. Even last week, I'm not going to lie, we went a little bit nuts just seeing how many different things we could integrate into it. And what was wild was how few times that I ran into roadblocks. Pretty much everything that I was playing around with on our development environment and trying to integrate into Motion.io, things like Notion 
boards, Panda Docs for contracts, Google Docs, Sheets, Slides, all of that stuff. I was able to add them to these test client portals that I was creating in seconds. Another key feature that we released as a part of this decision to go all in on client portal software was branding. Branding had been something that people had long mentioned would be like a nice to have. But once we started seriously asking the question of, well, what is motion.io going to be when it grows up and answering that with customizable client portal software, we immediately knew that it was time to add branding into motion.io. So now in motion.io, you can add your logo, you can add your primary color, and you can also customize the sending name on all of the emails motion.io sends to reflect your unique brand identity and be virtually indistinguishable from another piece of software. So I promised I wouldn't talk about our product forever. So you can go to our website and check out the full release notes to see all of the features the full release version of motion.io has right now, or even better, go sign up for a free account and try it out to see them for yourself. So all that aside, let me take you into a week in my world as one of the co-founders at motion.io. I've shared a little bit about my background a couple times on this podcast. Episode 32 is a good one if you want to hear the full story of how I got to where I am now. One of the things that I always find interesting is I listen to a couple of other you know startup business-related podcasts, and I love hearing the story about what people do in a week because it can seem so nebulous if somebody says like, hey, I'm a business owner of XYZ Creative Agency or I'm a co-founder of this startup or I run this company that helps people do XYZ. It's like, well, what do you do all day? Very curious. Tell me more. And I love things like that. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I was doing last week. So I had mentioned that we had done a ton of work to get to this point where we had this full version of Motion.io and we understood what Motion.io was going to be when it grows up, which is customizable client portal software built for creative businesses. From V1 to V2 to the version of Motion.io we have today, one of the hard lessons that I've learned is that repositioning a product, it's a ton of work and you don't even realize how much stuff you have to update until that time comes. Whenever I've been working in startups or at companies previously, the product was already pretty well defined. And while I've been in marketing for a decade now and I have done things all of the time, updating website copy or launching a new feature or service and positioning those features or services, the foundation to do that was already laid for me. I didn't have to create it. And I think a big lesson I've learned throughout that is like, let the writer's block happen because it's going to happen. It's really, really hard to explain something that hasn't existed previously and may not even be in its final form yet. Looking at similar products that I thought did a really good job and drawing inspiration from that. I found that that was one of the best way to help break through that writer's block. But I will also note that it's an iterative process. You're never gonna get it right the first time and you'll look back at ways that you had described things previously and say, oh, that doesn't make any sense or this sounds like a jumbled mess. That's gonna happen. And I think every time you realize that, it's not a sign to beat yourself up. It's really a time to congratulate yourself and say, Wow, you've made a lot of improvements. You were so much better about talking about your services or your product or the things you do in a concise and easy to understand way. So it takes practice. The other part that was hard for me about marketing a rapidly changing product was building the brand for this product. I feel like now it's gotten to a pretty good place. As Motion.io's VP of marketing, I am the primary person for all of our marketing stuff. 
And because we didn't have a real budget to build our website, I had to dust off my web design shoes that I'll be honest, I had not built a website since 2016, 2017, maybe. And because it had been such a long time, I felt like I was just fumbling all over the place because not only did I have to kind of relearn some of the fundamentals of web design. I also had to update myself on the new kind of design standards. It had been just such a long time. I'd always been in companies where the website was already built. We hired a contractor for that, or there's an internal designer who had done that. And it had never been just me. For a new business, a lot of where your branding starts is with the website. Some of my favorite places to go for website design was a website called sasslandingpage.com drew a ton of inspiration from there. They have some beautiful websites from big tech companies out there. Some of the ones I found especially cool were Harvest's website, which is a time tracking software, as well as Zapier's website. I mean, they are just like the best in the game at what they do, I think, in some ways. And I drew a lot of inspiration from their site. So in addition to those two things keeping me busy last week, updating the copy on our website, updating the design of our website, and that means things like new screenshots of the product. Also, another pro tip for taking screenshots, one of the tools I've honestly been like beating to death. If you could see my desktop screen, it is littered with thousands of screenshots, but I use this tool Zite, formerly known as CloudApp. Don't love the new name, but I do love the product. And I use that to take high quality screenshots as well as do high quality like 4K screen captures of our product. That's been a lifesaver when it comes to updating our imagery on the websites, as well as doing like YouTube tutorial videos where I'm not using something like OBS and I want just the full screen, high resolution video of the product. In addition to updating the copy on our website, updating all of our landing pages, updating all of the screenshots and imagery on our site. Another thing that kept me busy last week was creating our paid advertising campaigns. We had run some paid advertising on Facebook and Instagram previously, but it was for a much older version of the product. We created those paid ads for V2 of Motion.io, which I talked a little bit about earlier. So I had to update everything to the V3 imagery. One of the tools that I have found just to be a lifesaver when it comes to creating compelling creative for paid advertising is Ad Creative Bank. Basically on Ad Creative Bank, you can look at some of the top performing ads and you can get as specific as like picking what industry you're in, what kind of business you run. It provides a lot of great inspiration when you're trying to design creative and you haven't done it before. You have no template or anything to base it off of. So that's another tool that I really like. And then also shout out to YouTube channels that have really, really helped me get our paid ads up and running and performing well. Jordan Platten is a awesome follow on YouTube if you do anything with paid digital advertising. He does a couple things that are like full walkthroughs of setting up campaigns on Meta, in other words, Facebook and Instagram ads, as well as another channel, Analytics Mania. And they cover a ton about Google Analytics and tracking because that was something that I struggled with early on. That's been a good place for a while now, but getting all of that set up and hooked up to Google Analytics for was a bit of a bear when I had to initially get that created. The last thing that was keeping me busy last week, I mentioned how much I loved what Zapier does with their website and in their marketing. 
I think it's some of the best in tech, honestly. And one of the things that Zapier does especially well is they really showcase all of the various tools that you can integrate and connect with Zapier. So we took a page out of Zapier's book and last week I actually created nine different articles of how to connect a certain software to motion.io. I think we are just about to bring someone on to help us with this going forward. But last week it was just me and my co-founder Perry creating these articles. So it was like a mad dash that before we release these custom tabs and this ability to integrate all of these softwares into motion.io, we had to come up with educational resources to teach people how to use them. And I think that that's another interesting takeaway just about entrepreneurship in general. There's always going to be things that come up that hit you totally by surprise and you have to just figure out how to get it done. And oftentimes when those things come up that you're not prepared for, the fastest and best way is to just do it on your own. But the good news is, is that doing those things, whether it is editing your own content, whether it is designing your website, whether it is creating email campaigns or ad creative, every time you do one of those things on your own, you get better at hiring for that. Because you understand the quality that you want, you understand the ins and outs of how it works, and you have a level of education that's going to allow you to bring on the right person for the right job. Because that's something that I've seen happen a ton of times when people make bad hires. They don't know what they need or what they expect going in, and they'll hire a marketing agency or they'll hire a automation specialist to do these things that they don't know how to do themselves. And I'm not saying that that's totally wrong, but it can be a little bit dangerous. The way that you can minimize some of those risks sometime of spending that money and not getting the results you expect in return is understanding how to do it yourself the first time around. Now that I've talked a little bit about my week, all the things that I was doing last week, I am here to say that we have some really exciting new episodes in the works. We will be back to our regularly scheduled programming over the next couple of weeks. As well, we have some really cool stuff planned for Motion.io. In the coming months, we will be releasing a messaging option so you can chat directly with your clients in the portal. We'll be releasing payments and contracts. So in addition to being able to connect those things to Motion.io, you could even do them within the app itself. And then in addition to all of that, we do have a Zapier integration plan. Not sure 100% on the timeline of that, but it is something we know we are going to be doing. So stay on the lookout for that. Until then, everybody, my name is Sam Chalbowski, host of the Designing Growth podcast and co-founder of Motion.io. Hope you enjoyed this special solo episode and talk to you everybody next week. Have fun, good luck, and go crush it. Take care, everybody.